Nice buns, soft, fluffy, and ultra low net carbs. Discover Hero Bread, the delicious ultra low net carb bread with incredible taste and texture. Hero Bread has zero grams of sugar and is under 100 calories per serving. Plus, high in fiber with 5 to 10 grams of protein per serving. Order from Hero.co now and get 10% off your first purchase with promo code AH10. That's 10% off with code AH10. H-E-R-O his eyes and he stumbled and fell. I rode across the creek, got off the horse and took my rifle out of the scabbard in case I had to make a shot. For 20 minutes with my spotlight, we watched these two creatures. I, I would, I'm romantic. I would like Bigfoot to exist. I've met people who swear they've seen Bigfoot. It's a very ominous feeling. First of all, everything is one color. It's like a dark pewter color. There are no right angles anywhere. There was almost nothing other than a small foldable hatchway that looked recognizable. Everything was, uh, was really unworldly. The other option is, is that these entities are in fact hybrid beings. They are some sort of a hybrid that's coming in and out of our dimension. My arm contacted him. He just fell back very unexpectedly easy into the other one and I rolled off the table in the other direction and uh, they came around the table and the three of them were coming towards me welcome to the supernatural station podcast where super is emphasized over natural and you have a one-way ticket to the station if you've had a paranormal experience odd experience or something that defies logic send us an email at supernaturalstation5 at gmail.com and you too could be a guest on our show i'm joined today this fine thursday with our host roman daniels and i'm your co-host jaron daniels how's it going Rome? i'm doing good how are you pretty good man <laughs> nice yeah i feel very uh, very monotonous this week yeah it's you been know? a long week for sure, which is part of the reason we're doing this podcast. This is our escape. This is what we love doing. And so, you know, this is finally some fun right in the week. So you're telling me that you're ready for some super overnatural? I'm definitely ready for some super overnatural, that's for sure. All right. Hell yeah, let's get into it. What do you All got right. for us? We're going to be talking about the elevator game. Have you heard of that? Ah, uh, man. Sounds very anime. It is probably anime influenced. I don't know. I mean, it's coming from that part of the world. It's like a Korean influence, I think, overall. Very strange. It's kind of a, a ritual, and we'll get right into it. We got some stories. We got some. Uh, we're we're going to tell you how to play, but we're going to tell you please don't play. Yeah. Right. We're just going to warn you up front. Unless you're some kind of psycho daredevil, I think you're messing with something that's uh, hard to explain and hard to understand in our reality. So I wouldn't do it. Anytime I hear ritual, I'm I'm going the other way. So yeah. like, let's say skinwalkers sounds like a ritual to me. I'm thinking of Bloody Mary. You know, you walk into the, the bathroom. Totally. You make sure the lights are off. It has to just be one or two people. Someone starts saying Bloody Mary. 
I, w- I won't do it. I'm still, to this day, okay, I'm, I'm, we're what, we're turning 35 this month? To this day, I won't do that. It's it's too far for me. You remember those kids much. at daycare? They were all into that. They used to, when we were kids, we were like, I don't know, seven, eight, nine. They were always like, let's go in the bathroom and play Bloody Mary. I'm like, you guys are demonic. Like, even back then, I was like, I'm dodging that, man. I Again, it's I, it's yeah. playing with stuff that you can't understand or explain, you're right? You know, and... Uh, we just don't know. We don't know what it's gonna what it's gonna do. And like sometimes you poke the you poke the nest, right? And the nest comes flying back at you. What's the ritual that was going on? What was the group called that um, all the elitists are involved in? And they wore like the cloaks and AJ from uh, Band TV. Oh, are you talking about um, found him? It's called something Grove. Yeah, Bohemian Grove. Bohemian Grove. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. That's another ritual, guys. Look into that if you haven't looked into it. It's pretty Burning crazy. Man. Burning Man's a ritual. Oh, Burning too. Man, just totally. And everyone wants to go participate and go like hang out and do drugs and just be kind of crazy and stuff and they think it's just a big music festival it's not it's actually a ritual yeah if you want to look into it um watch the or listen to the confessionals podcast because they talk about uh tony merkel merkel media they talk about it on his podcast about uh, they have somebody on there that's seen rituals in the desert and the crazy stuff that goes on in the joshua tree area and the you know that area uh, palm springs and stuff right and it's just one of those things that uh you know there's like high priest you know, Satan worshippers doing weird things over there and stuff. So well, this yeah, is even, the reason. And that's the natural realm, right? The natural bringing the supernatural, but the evil side of it. And we're talking about even weird rituals that we don't even have, have answers for. At least with that stuff, you can kind of understand what they're doing. Right. With this elevator game and stuff we're about to talk about, what well, it do, doesn't even have an end. It's like Stranger Things, you know, it's upside down world. Yeah. And, and they say, you know, part of the story is they say when you do the elevator game, you go into the other world, pretty much, is what they keep saying. And this is kind of a Reddit thing. Where this really comes from, as far as I was reading and, and kind of what my research came dived into, it kind of comes from an, a Korean thing, but then it was kind of exploded all over Reddit. So it's like, you, you know, how do you know if you trust this stuff? Like, if it's even real thing or if it's just trying to get clicks and stuff. So, we, you, you know, we're trying to think about those things as we're doing research. But at the same time, you know... There's a lot of little stories from people that have actually tried the game and they have very similar experiences. And it reminds me of anything like that when you go into some kind of portal. You know, there's the, we're going to dive into it. We're going to really explain what kind of happens with it and how to do it and stuff. But again, precursor, just one more time, don't do it, right? Because we really don't know. It's kind of like the Ouija board. My, my opinion of that is the same thing. Don't do it, right? Because we can't quite quantify what's going to happen. We have almost no control you know, of what's going to happen. And so that's just my precaution here. I think CERN should have listened to that caution, you know, before they started doing the Hydron Collider. And also I think um, our guy, Robin Williams, should have stayed out of the jump, stayed in the jungle and didn't uh, finish the Jumanji game because that was a scary one too. But uh, that's what this is reminding me of is Jumanji. What a fun time to be alive. So before we dive into that, though, I do want to kind of talk about a little bit of pop culture first, because I feel like we kind of owe it to our fans and our listeners and stuff. And and they might be sick of hearing about it, honestly. But, you know, maybe some new people that are listening to the show, they might, you know, we might owe it to them to kind of talk about some pop culture things. And so I kind of wanted to bring up what in the world is going on right now with the UFO thing? Like, I feel like, you know, you remember when we were kids and it was like everything was all, oh, aliens don't exist. There's no such thing as UFOs. All that stuff's bunk, right? Hocus pocus. It's all a bunch of fake things. And everyone's like, oh, if you believe in aliens, you're, you know, something's wrong with you. Look at Alien Dave's website, you know. Right. He used to seem like a freak to most people, but me and Rome were into it. We used to love looking into those things. But and nowadays, stuff, but... it's like, you're kind of weird if you don't believe in aliens. And I keep, it's because they're just leaking things out constantly. And I just read a thing. I actually want to kind of dive into it. But before I do, 
How about the Las Vegas alien UFO situation that my, took place a few weeks ago? My thoughts are weird because I've been biblical when it comes to aliens, you know? Like, I've had this biblical mindset on it. Like, uh, there's so many stories where you see a UFO take off, right? Or UAP, whatever you want to call it nowadays. Yeah. And it's flying up into the sky. And then it just hits, like, it doesn't leave the atmosphere. Like, the reason I say that is if you look at, like, satellites after they see a UFO flying away, you can catch the camera angle from a satellite. You should be able to see it shoot way past the satellite and keep going. But it doesn't. It, like, never leaves the Earth. Well, it goes so, back to the firmament, bro. The firmament. But here's the yeah, thing. Yeah, so that's one of my weird things is, like, I'm like, is this, like, an alien doing, like, a false flag with a lighted object in the air and all this stuff? But then I go back to, like, Bob Lazar and how he actually had the you know alien ships that he was reprogramming that were real things right and, and i don't think he's lying right he looks no, like he's telling us i think he's very truth. credible yeah but and maybe then, he was lied to that's the other thing i come back to is like maybe they told him that these were crafts that crashed but right? then but then they said real quick you already a lot of you guys already know about this how and rome's gonna get into it i'm sure right now but how they there was these figures that were or these creatures that were found in the backyard so my thought process is like what that's a physical thing again right yeah it's a physical thing but then now i go back so i'm, I'm all screwed up right now you guys because i'm thinking about you know Michael and Gabriel, like they showed up as real beings, yeah, uh, during the Sodom and Gomorrah event. Well, well that's the thing, they wife. actually they have physical interaction with humans, right? yeah. yeah, and they do have physical. And so, I'm like, okay, so there is a physical aspect to this, right? So, maybe they still could be like more of a demon thing. I don't know, I still don't know, you guys. I'm not fully on that camp. Because um, I do think the world is, the galaxy is vast and there should be other living things that we maybe weren't told about. And yeah. I'm also getting open to the idea, the idea of this old world kind of mindset. But I don't know, man. It's it's definitely like a jog in my mind because I, I always know the government's always out to, when they're out to tell the truth or to tell their truth, I guess, to get a story out, I always feel like there's an underlying reason behind it. So right. I'm a little bit cautious. Well, and for those of you who don't know, I mean, you can just look it up. Just look up, you know, the, the Vegas UFO incident or whatever that just took place. You're going to find it right away. There's going to be videos. There's even um, a 911 call you can listen to, which is it's really interesting. And, and I suggest that you do kind of dive down that rabbit hole and listen to it. The kid is so credible, man. Like the, kid the way is he credible. talks. Yeah. So the, this like, family calls in, right? They're calling 911 because they've got a crashed ship, right? And pretty much in their backyard. Says, there's these infinite creatures and they're looking at me. And they're right. just looking at me. And it's like, why would he say that? You know, he's just very serious. I like, think he's in shock. Like, you can kind of tell by his, his voice that he's in shock, right? And he's looking at these things and he's like, he's saying they're not human. They got massive black eyes. They got these big old mouths. The big mouth thing kind of threw me off, first of all. Reminded me of Bigfoot rather than aliens. Usually aliens have these tiny mouths, you know, from descriptions. But these things are not greys because they're, what, 10 feet tall, 8 feet tall? Greys are like 4 feet tall, right? So... I don't know what these things were, but something else. My theory is, you know, Gray's, me and Rome have talked about this quite a bit, you guys. You're going to get into the minds of Jaren and Rome and our crazy mindsets. One of them is that the Gray's, the Gray's of old, right? All the little mid- miniature Gray's. I believe, and this is just a theory, guys, okay? Take it as you will. I believe that these little Gray's are kind of like a drone creature. It's a, it's a, it's half real like real skin real flesh that they've created through a cloning process but then it has like a, a programmed mindset so it's not real it's not like a full real you're talking being. about like artificial intelligence android like where we're like going an android right now with, with the AI, artificial intelligence right yeah. yeah so that's what i think they're like miniature versions of what he saw and then the the real ones he saw are the real ones is my mindset 
Yeah, I mean, ask Whitley Strieber. That's kind of what he, in a way, sort of thinks, you know? Like, he's the guy from the movie we always talk about with Christopher Walken, right? There was the, you know, the dramatization of it. But, yeah, those little beings, they, they just no seem emotion. like robots. They have, and, and Travis Walton said the same thing. Like, there's literally no emotion to how they're behaving. They don't care at all about your emotions, right? And the way they say it, it's like, just relax. Everything's going to be fine. And you can tell there's, like, literally no feeling behind it. It's just like, hey, just chill. We got to get this crap done. We got to take your blood or your semen or whatever, right? And... Who knows for what, right? It's some kind of DNA, genetic. Again, I go back to demonic just a little bit because it's like the devil is always trying to like one up God and try and, and the whole yeah we have God's way? DNA, right? And well, we what have... better way than to create your own being out of God's creation in a way, you know? And then that's what he's trying to do is manipulate the bloodline, you know? Well, did you hear too that back to the Vegas thing? Did you hear that um, the police came in and installed some like kind of like security trail cameras? Cams? Yeah. yeah, security cameras, and they were trying to find like more evidence, and then. Have you seen that video that Blurry Creatures posted where they had this guy that was like a... He was kind of like a CGI expert and he was breaking down that weird video of that alien. We're going to share it, guys. We'll, well, we'll share this with you. But it's really creepy looking. That one was legit, man. I feel like... It has a tail. Yeah, he explains it so well. He's like, you know, I'm a CGI expert. Like, he's been doing this a really long time. And he's like, man, that whoever created this is so legit because the muscles, the way it moves its leg down and over and it's the bending it's over. back all weird. Yeah. He's like, this is a legit real thing, like a real creature. Unless, like, he's like, you usually have to spliff a creature off of a face, right, of something, and then create the body off of that. And it's usually not fully connected. There's usually, like, some little small gaps you can find. He's like, on this one, it was literally completely one piece, one everything one movement and he's like i don't understand and again uh, the video has big eyes and a really large mouth yeah you know and it looks tall looks like it's hiding from something you know like it doesn't want to be seen and it has a tail so i don't know what this thing is was that in vegas that was supposedly from vegas Wow. So we'll, we'll share this, guys. We're going to share some, you know, definitely follow us on Instagram if we can tell you anything. Follow us on Instagram right away because that's where we post a lot of photos that we talk about on our show. Like if we reference something, we're going to post it on Instagram. And so, yeah, but we'll, you know, I, I guess if you haven't heard anything, you're probably, you know, under a rock or something. But definitely do some research. This show is not going to be about that whole Vegas thing. I just wanted to bring it up because it's such a, you know, new and kind of pop culture thing that's going on. And then after you're done telling that story, Rome, I do want to tell these guys, our friends, our supernatural family over here, an actual story that happened to us on Memorial Weekend in Duchesne, which is 20 miles or so from Skinwalker Ranch, maybe 40 or 50 miles, but it's close. Why don't you just go into that right now? Okay, so here's what happened, you guys. Before we get into the Vegas story, we got something that's very comparable to it that happened to us on Memorial Weekend. What happened to us is my brother and I were just camping together, you know, just the two of us. Just the two of us. We we can make it if you try. Just the two of us. You and I. So we were sitting there, right? Camping. Enjoying life. The fire pit's right there. We were just hanging out. Nighttime. The stars. But it was kind of a hazy, cloudy day, right? So you can't see all the stars. And we're sitting there. All of a sudden, we hear this loud pop. And I look over, and I see on our barbecue that we had a flat barbecue... And there was no wind that night. And all of a sudden, the spice that I had sitting on the top of it got hit eight, nine feet away from us. And it, and it just flew while we were over by the fire pit. And it busted the hand, the lid, remember, on the on the spice? Yeah, it was hot sauce. It was or tapatio or yeah. something. And yeah, it just it went flying. And, and, and we got literally... freaked out because it sounded like a pop, like a super loud pop. And then as I'm still sitting there, we, we're just getting done being freaked out from that. I'm sitting there by the fire. Roman's looking at me. He's on my right-hand side. I'm on his left side. And I'm just looking into the sky a little bit. And I just see 
a bright bluish white light coming down. I'm like, oh, there's a shooting star right there. I'm just watching it, watching it. And it gets brighter as it's coming down and then it kind of fades down and it goes into the hazy clouds. And all of a sudden I'm looking in the clouds. I'm like, that's right where the light went. And then I'm looking in the hazy clouds and I see a shadow in the hazy clouds of the same size of that light. And I'm like, what is that? It's like a grayish shadow and it's just sitting there and it's almost like it's watching us. So I tell Roman, I'm like, uh... Let's pray. Let's get. This is a creepy feeling. Blah, yeah, blah, and when, going when he on. points it out to me, I didn't obviously didn't see the the light or anything. But he like it. It was behind me as he saw it. And but, so we pray in Jesus' name. Leave. Blah blah blah. And when that happened, literally that thing just vanished. That grayish thing in the haze, and it looked just like this Vegas light. And that Vegas light that Rome's gonna get into on the story that was on the cop cam looks very similar to what I saw. Yeah. So and it's. I mean, we're only six hours away from Vegas, so pretty crazy yeah. stuff. Actually, I'm not getting into Vegas. I just hope you guys will look it up yourselves and we'll, we'll post I will post a picture of that blue light just so people can see it I won't show the video but just like a picture maybe on our Instagram and then I'll probably share the video from uh, blurry creatures of that breakdown of that alien looking creature but because it's pretty compelling now this is another news story that just came out this week this was over in Michigan area it says uh, this is a news story that came out of mysterious universe and I've seen it on a couple areas uh, different websites but two f-16 military jets engaged in a dogfight with an unidentified Identified aerial phenomenon over Bad Axe, Michigan. Early in June this month, they said the white metallic disc that they engaged with was difficult to see because of sunlight reflecting off of the object, but it was extremely fast and capable of overtaking and outmaneuvering the fighter jets with extreme ease. As the jets fired at the spinning object three times before flying away and leaving the UAP. Anyway, this was observed by multiple people. Witnesses watched it happen. It wasn't released by, you know, the military or anything like that. This actually comes from witnesses, and then it just kind of got spread around. They're, I guess they're fighting with these things now, like for real. Well, and it I don't goes, know what that means. To but. me, it goes back to the whole weather balloon theory, right. the dumb stuff that they're that the government was trying to hide from people, whatever. That Everybody knows that wasn't a weather balloon, but whatever was going down, there was a bunch of them. Remember, there was two or three that happened in the U.S. Mm-hmm. What is going on? Like, And so... Again, I think there's there's some you know hidden gems that we don't know about that might be false flags in some way. But I also yeah, feel keep, like this keep is... your eye out, people, for false flags because that's a huge potential here. That this is the first time they're admitting things and saying that this is what's going on. Just I think there's a reason behind that, so we just need to be a little careful. But aside from all that, we decided not to cover really UFO stuff too heavily on this on this podcast because it. I think a lot of us has have some UFO fatigue right now, like with all this this stuff and this. Who knows what's going on, you know? But I don't know. We just thought we'll, we'll cover something different. The elevator game is really strange, and it's something I've been wanting to talk about for a long time. So we're going to dive into it. It's pretty simple. I'm going to tell you the rules on how to play. We'll probably go over some stories, but dive in because I guess buckle up. We'll do a little Scary. Brent from Paranormal Portal thing and say, buckle up. It's about to get weird, right? Shout out to Brent and Don from Paranormal Portal. They're yeah, big guys. fans of those guys. Friends of ours. Uh, go follow them for sure. They're amazing. And we're going to take a quick break here. thought um i don't know if you saw but like elon musk has been really trying heavily to get his rocket to go where he's trying to get it to go he wants to go to to go to mars i think is part of his mission right and uh it just it just keeps failing and this is the guy that you know 
keep saying that he's being really optimistic about, you know, being able to go to this star and this, you know, little galaxy and all this kind of stuff. And he just can't get it to exit where it's supposed to go or it just, it keeps exploding, you know, and I, I'm, I'm not blaming the guy. I think Elon is kind of a, he's really smart. He's kind of a genius, like a Tesla of our modern time. But like, I, I don't know, it just, it just seems weird that he can't get his rocket to exit our atmosphere. What I think about that is this. I think that he's being honest. I think so, too. He's being completely honest, right? He's always been completely honest. Mm-hmm. Hashtag why Tucker Carlson's on Twitter now. But it's like, so So he's been honest. And so I don't know if like the government's been fully honest with all the moon stuff. Who knows? Like These mm-hmm. are theories, right? But hey, if he, if this guy can't do it, and he's got the one of the brightest minds that Probably we've ever seen, can. Yeah. then who's going to be able to? How did the government be able to do it? How did these one random dumb, like sort of dumb people in our government do it? You know, Especially in the 1960s, you know, yeah. like, come on, just this era. I mean, we can program a rocket to, he can make it land where it took off, like with, you know, a cell phone, which is crazy. Yeah. But it just... And if you're on the moon yeah. landing camp, that's fine. I'm just saying, like, I, I don't know. I don't know. But at the same time, like, there's some weird evidence against that, too. And just the fact that he hasn't been able to do it is yeah. Is you, you just got to look at you know common sense, and that I mean that's our whole goal is just to get people thinking. Like we don't know everything either, obviously. So, but we're just we're talking. And we're back. This comes from an article from Exemplor from June 6th of 2022, so it was only a year ago, pretty much. And uh, this is just talking about the elevator game a little bit. Uh, The article says, Woman explains creepy elevator game no one should ever really play. It says, Have you ever gotten into an elevator only to discover that someone in there before you has pressed every button on the board, dooming you to an endless ride of starts and stops? Players of this creepy elevator game choose to inflict this nonsense upon themselves with the added dubious pleasure of possibly sharing the tiny space with a murderous demon who wants to drag you into a hell dimension. Weird because it really reminds me of M. Night Shyamalan. For those viewers, listeners, you know, our followers, you probably have seen the movie Devil by M. Night Shyamalan. It's an elevator movie. And I just keep coming back to that movie as I'm reading these stories. Have you ever seen that movie? I haven't because anytime I hear the word devil, I'm like, nah. I, I try to stay away from all the creepy ones with that. Yeah, I don't blame you. But I think it M. Night Shyamalan, man, he's good. He's a way good director. He always, he's provocative, you know? Yeah. He's a provocateur. And that movie's from 2010, which is pretty much right around the same time that this elevator game started gaining, you know, popularity and stuff. So I wonder if, like, somehow it came from the movie or if it was just before the movie came out and maybe he knew about it and that's why he wrote the script. Who knows? But we're definitely going to dive into it. I'm going to talk about how to play if you guys are ready. Dang, here we go. Players. You need one player. One of the requirements is you need one building at least 10 stories high with an elevator. Enter your chosen building and get into the elevator on the first floor alone. Do not proceed if anyone else is in the elevator with you. Press the button for the fourth floor. When the elevator reaches the fourth floor, do not get out. Instead, remain in the elevator and press the button for the second floor. When you reach the second floor, remain in the elevator and press the button for the sixth floor. When you reach the sixth floor, remain in the elevator and press the button for the second floor. When you reach the second floor, remain in the elevator and press the button for the tenth floor. When you reach the tenth floor, remain in the elevator and press the button for the fifth floor. When you reach the fifth floor, a young woman may enter the elevator. Do not look at her. Do not speak to her. She is not what she seems. Ugh. Why aren't they, like, going to the third or the fourth floors? 
That's the first question. Second question, yeah, if, if somebody's entering, I mean, I don't know if you guys remember that one guy. I can't remember what his name is, but he was on YouTube, and he used to do, like, uh, one of those pranks where he'd be, like, dressed like the ring, and he'd be in the elevator. Oh, yeah. And he would just scare people. Or Run. That's what this reminds me of. So, yeah, if you look at this, it's kind of weird. It says, so it's, it starts at the 4. So it's 4, 6, no, 4, 2, 6, 10. So any number of people, and then it goes to 5. 4, 2, 6, 10, 5. So it's only gone to the third level. I guess. But yeah, anyway, back to this. When you reach the fifth floor, a young woman may enter the elevator. Do not look at her. Do not speak to her. She is not what she seems. Next, press the button for the first floor. If the elevator begins ascending to the tenth floor, instead of descending to the first, you may proceed. If the elevator descends to the first floor, exit as soon as the doors open. Do not look back. Do not speak. If you reach the 10th floor, you may either choose to get off the elevator or stay on it. If you choose to get off, and if the woman entered the elevator on the 5th floor, she will ask you, Where are you going? Do not answer her. Do not look at her. You will know whether you have arrived at the other world by one indication and one indication only. The only person present in it is you. So, like, what's the point of this game? I mean, no man is an island, right? That's what they say. It's like, I wouldn't want to be alone on there. That's creepy. I wouldn't be sitting there, you know, in this creepy world. I don't know what the world looks like yet, but you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. you got get out of the elevator, you're the only one there. That's crazy stuff. It's weird. It says, should you reach the other world, the floor onto which you will emerge will look almost identical to the one from your own world, save for two things. All the lights will be off, and the only thing you will be able to see from the windows is a red cross in the distance. Some say that electronic devices, mobile phones, cameras, MP3 players, etc. do not work in the other world. Others say they do. Getting back to your own world may be more difficult than it seems. You may become disoriented and forget which elevator it was in which you arrived. The elevator may seem to get further and further away from you as you walk towards it and so on be vigilant and keep your wits about you if at any point during the ritual you faint pass out or otherwise lose consciousness you'll likely wake up in your own home however be sure to carefully examine your surroundings upon waking the home in which you have been returned to may not be the one that you left when you first set out to attempt this ritual so what are it's like beetlejuice world like you're stuck forever in some kind of weird alternate reality and who's putting you back in your home that's weird to me yeah it's like they know where you live they know everything about you again like this doesn't sound appealing at all to me because it's like anything where again and i'm gonna reference pop culture but this whole submarine thing that just took place too you know this titan that went out looking for the titanic and disappeared and they couldn't you know find their way back and stuff reminds me a lot of that it's like i'm not going to do anything that's going to set me off course and make it so i don't know how to find my way home really terrifying well we don't like to be disoriented you and i both and we're both claustrophobic so yeah there you go you know some of our fears now but still it's like it's creepy guys that's i think that's a really creepy vibe for sure yeah and they say that the woman that enters a lot of times she has a hat on her her head's looking down a lot of times they say she kind of looks inhuman which is really scary too so again what are your thoughts like some kind of demon some kind of alien like what what do you think that is i wonder if it's going like down into like the earth's core like if it's like uh taking you down into the reptilian sort of world like the underground world you know even though we think it's not so again like stranger things yeah and and i think that's why like rituals are used so heavily by like the demonic side there must be something to it you know like magic you know how when you do magic spells you have to do things so specifically right in order you have to do exactly how it says or else it won't work you know and um i don't know it makes me wonder so that's pretty much what i wanted to talk about there and just kind of go that's i guess the steps and apparently if you play through that you will be transported apparently into a different reality so that's kind of creepy i was reading some comments on the same page and uh it's just funny some of these comments are really interesting i just want to share them with you so this person said i've seen many religious symbols in the sky through a window is this the right result if you man
manage to find stuff that you can carry easily? Can you bring stuff slash items in the real world? Even if you can, will there be consequences slash bad luck or something? Anything you carry from the real world can affect you in a positive or negative way. If you try to defend yourself and bring, let's say, a knife, something in the other world can potentially use this against you. Even if you place pencil on the floor so you know which elevator you'll be able to take later, it can use that against you, so be careful of what you bring down there. Electronic devices don't work, but would a crank-powered camera work? And they said bring down there. See, that's like right. my theory being down. Right. Lucia, I have a question. What would possibly happen if a person brought a card and a pen and instead of talking to the woman while she asked, where are you going? One would write a response. Would that be considered as breaking the rules or what? Yeah, just weird stuff. Just all these comments. It's like, all these people are like kind of trying to figure out if they can like breach it, you know, and break the break the cycle. This person said, time, matter, space, reality, and the normal rules of existence are all warped and folded in that dimension. Almost as if there's some expert, like they've been there, right? It's weird. It's a strange thing. It's like all these people are like treating it like it's a reality, like it's a real thing, right? Yeah, so, so. I have a story about one that supposedly played the game. I'm like, you guys are crazy as heck. This was from five years ago, though. Dark Inferno 07 on Reddit. So again, it's Reddit. Take it as you will, right? But so she said, you know, that she had nothing to do on a Saturday. So she said it was Friday evening at work. And when I, when it struck me, I didn't have big plans for the weekend. So I decided, hey, I'd drive back to work on a Saturday and test it out at my workplace. It'd be better to try it out there in a familiar territory than somewhere else, right? So she drove back to her office, got out of the car, went up to the parking lot, walked up to the building. The lady at the security desk, Sophie, greeted her and was surprised to see her on the weekend. And after some small talk, I asked her if anybody was real, in real today. Real quick, just real quick. Sorry to interrupt you, but yeah, if you're going to play this game... To me, it only makes sense you do it in a place that you're familiar with, right? Yeah. Because the surroundings will change it, you know, when you get to the other world type thing. Yeah, so, so you have to at least It has to something. be something you understand right, really well, yeah. you know. But go ahead, sorry to interrupt so you. So she said, after some small talk with the security lady, I asked her if anybody was in today, and she said I was the only one yet. Well, so far, so good, she said. I got into the elevator, checked my cell phone for the list of the order and the floor buttons that I had to press. Well, I probably should have mentioned that the last button you press is the whole sequence and is the first floor. But if the ritual has worked, your elevator should start ascending to the 10th floor instead. Being a numbskull, I messed up the sequence for the first try, so she said, well, try again. I press the button for the first floor in an attempt to start the ritual again. I go off and Sophie asked me if everything was alright. I lied that I thought I'd forgotten my keys in the car, but I realized I actually had them in my pocket. I got into the elevator again and quickly went through the entire sequence and finally pressed the button for the first floor. To my dismay, the elevator did not ascend to the 10th floor but started descending. No creepy woman had entered the, on the 5th floor as the game had prophesied either. I got off on the 1st floor thinking that about what I'd say to Sophie for literally getting off the 1st floor again for the second time in a few minutes. I looked up at the security desk and I froze. There was a man sitting there. And when I say sitting there, I mean just sitting there, motionless, staring into nothingless blank. Hello, uh, where's Sophie? I stammered. He slowly turned in my direction and shook his head. What the heck is that supposed to mean? Did she leave? I asked. He shook his head again. His mouth was open, but no, nothing came out. Ew. I thought I'd better leave as this was getting really creepy. As soon as I stepped out of the building, I froze again. The sky was pitch dark. No stars, no nothing as though it was midnight. This is not possible. It was literally 11 a.m. a few minutes ago. I checked my cell phone and it had no network since anymore, but the clock showed 11.10 a.m. still. Oh, wow. I hurried over to the parking lot and found that it was empty and my car wasn't there. 
I was starting to panic. The only possible explanation was that the game actually worked. But what was I experiencing wasn't what I had read. The sky wasn't crimson, there was no red cross in the distance, and I sure as hell wasn't alone. Then this dickbag sitting at the security desk reminded me of that fact. I thought for a few minutes and decided that I'm going to do the ritual all over again to try to unwind what had happened. I walked into the building again and froze for the third time. There was a different man sitting at the security desk. As I looked at him, he turned and smiled at me. Let me tell you, it was no Mona Lisa smile. It was way too long for a normal human smile. Oh, gosh. And he was missing a lot of teeth. I must have had pretty strong bladder because my pants were still dry, she says. Without looking at him, I stepped into the elevator. I followed the same steps as I had before the right, you know, the right time before. I could press the button for the first floor. The elevator came to a stop on the fourth floor. The door opened and a man entered. Now I'm not stupid enough to be told not to do something, but end up do it anyway. The game clearly said that it was going to be a woman entering on the fifth floor. I was not to acknowledge her presence. This wasn't the fifth floor, and this didn't seem to be a woman. Or maybe it was. I wasn't going to go around scrotum grabbing to verify it. I looked straight ahead at my own feet. Hello, the man hissed. How are you today? The elevator started to ascend. F, I thought to myself, we should be descending, not going upwards. The elevator stopped at the 10th floor and the man stepped out. I quickly pressed the button to the first floor. Have a nice day, he hissed at me as he walked away. You too, I said instinctively. F, dang it, I'm being too polite. I shouldn't have said anything. The man turned around and started to walk quickly back towards the elevator like he was coming after me. I rammed the door closed, but I pressed the button really hard to the floor to shut it as soon as he was about to get in. I heard him pounding on the door as I started to descend, praying to every god I could think of I got off on the first floor. Hey, you're back again, Sophie asked me, a little surprised as I stepped out. Jeez, I didn't answer. It. Yeah, I didn't answer for a few seconds, but just stared at her. What? She asked, turning a little pink. Oh, nothing. I really should get home, I said, breathing heavily. And I sprinted out of the building, leaving her confused. The sky was bright again, and I could see my car in the distance. I drove straight home and rushed to my, to my room. I checked everything I could find online about this dang game and people's experiences and stories, but I couldn't find anything that was similar to what I had just been through. I finally gave up. This was the last time I have ever going to try out anything of these stupid internet paranormal rituals, and I would Jeez. advise anyone who reads this against it. Stay strong and stay safe, and use the effing stairs. They're good for you. There, yeah, for sure. <laughs> Sure, but don't use the Walker Center stairs. You know, we, we the building I used to work at is called the Walker Center. It's one of the oldest skyscrapers and actually the oldest in Utah. And uh, I used to work there. It's my favorite building. And uh, there was a time we recently went there and we were in the stairwell and a door slammed and we were pretty much locked in the stairwell. Right? Yeah, that was really And creepy. we're like, how are we going to get out of here? We had to go all the way down. This building is like 18 floors high, right? It's a skyscraper. So, And mind you, this the floor that we got stuck on was, I think, the fourth floor, which we've had a lot of creepy experiences on with yeah. ghostly... You know, audio and EVPs and visuals we've caught online on camera back then. And we also filmed a movie entitled Nefarious, which I know they've sort of coined a new movie about. Really cool movie I've heard that I haven't seen yet. Yeah, we got to watch that. But we had a movie that we were working on, and when we were filming it, there was a scene that we used where the dudes that... You know, the main character's jacket comes flying off of him, like literally off of his body, and goes up into the, you know, ascends up into the stairwell. And when that happened, we were trying to make it look so legit, like a ghost is pulling this, you know, coat off of his back. And I'll, I'll kid you guys not, I don't know what it was, but that looked so unnatural when yeah, we actually did, did film it the right way. So I almost feel like there was something that actually, like, caused that to happen, you know? Yeah. And we could try to put a link onto that at some point. We'll maybe link that movie, you know, that clip that we did. But yeah, no, it's a, uh, I don't know, this whole thing, I, it makes me wonder if it's kind of a tulpa thing a little bit too, where it's like enough belief in it makes it happen, you know, like 
Yeah. Just like anything, you know, enough belief in it can make it a reality, I feel like, when, when it comes to, like, these paranormal things. Because I think we're living a physical world in a paranormal existence, in a way. Like, so, and I think a lot of people just think we're living a physical, scientific world. But I think it's more, a lot more weird than, than we think. And I think there's a lot more we can do with it, which is why, you know, stuff like magic has come around. And I, I don't know, I just think maybe she believed in it so much that it like brought her to a different reality somehow you know and she may have did it out of order she didn't do it like exactly how it was meant to be played but somehow it it worked and you know i don't know it's just weird i mean we're like 70 percent water right that's a weird thought in general because it's like you know a big standing fleshly existence yeah shouldn't be this much water so i think it's funny that science is so science right and if they just focus on science being connected to supernatural i think we'd get a lot further but you know what this reminds me of have you ever seen the uh elisa lamb story i think so yeah is that the camera right into the elevator with the girl that's like pushing all the buttons it's she was was she playing the game i i kind of think that for those who don't know i'm sure a lot of you guys who are into this paranormal stuff and into this weird stuff are probably into true crime you may have already heard this story um because i'm I myself am I big like time into true crime. Into true crime, it seems right? like nowadays. So Elisa Lamb. So she was um, she was Canadian. She was born in. I think she was Canadian. She came to America. Um, was was um, going to college here and stuff. And I think she she was living at the Cecil Hotel or staying at the Cecil Hotel, which is in California. LA or something like that near Hollywood old hotel very old a lot of haunted activity Um, there were some mafia murders and things that took place in this building you know years and years back but if you guys look it up which I'll probably share a link on our Instagram or or show some photos of her while she's in the elevator but this girl this Elisa Lam character this girl she and you know I feel really bad for her family and and anyone who knew her and stuff so we just want to give our condolences and stuff to her but um, and to the people that knew her but basically they said she she was not on drugs she was not a drug addict she didn't do didn't even drink alcohol really she was very kind of good person and and just very straightforward and stuff but she there's this video of her um it's an elevator video of security camera uh from within the elevator and there's a i think it was like one in the morning or something like that she gets on the elevator and she's very acting very erratic and very strange and she kind of stands there and the weird part is the elevator door doesn't shut which for those of you who know elevator doors like if there's nothing blocking the you know the trackway the door will shut but for some reason in this video it doesn't shut even though her hands not extended out nothing's blocking that trackway yeah, which that i was thought so was very weird. strange yeah yeah watch the video you guys it's strange like and she kind of sticks her head out like something's following her yeah she's acting like kind of like someone's following her which i think is really weird and then she does this little like she hides behind like the very corner of the elevator like where it's away enough away from the doorway that you wouldn't be able to see her so she could sneak up on whatever's trying to sneak up on her yeah i think it's a really weird thing and she pushes like all the buttons on the elevator control board and then she kind of sits there and then she like steps out she does this weird ritualistic steps with her feet she kind of goes out of the elevator, back in the elevator. Just a, a lot of weird erratic movement. And then her hand does this kind of almost demonic movement with her wrist and, yeah, and, weird and hands too. and stuff. It's very weird, but the saddest part about the whole thing is after all that took place, uh, she went missing for a while. And um, what took place is that people started... Uh, saying that there's a, a foul smell and taste coming from the water. Um, and eventually the police investigated, and there's a water tower on top of the building, which kind of contributes to the water within the building because it's an old skyscraper as well, very similar to Walker Center that we brought up a minute ago. This huge water tower, which is completely sealed with 50 to 60 bolts that are, you know, industrial bolts. They open up, the, they unscrew all those bolts, right, with like industrial uh, machinery, and they find that her naked body is inside that water tower. 
which was impossible. There's no way that she could have got in there without taking those bolts off, uh, which she would have needed intense machinery to get to. So it's just really strange, but that that's what the smell and the, and the taste was, was, was her dead body, right? Super sad, um, but I don't, what does that mean? Was she transported somehow to a different reality and somehow ended up in that water tank? I, I don't know. But it reminds me a lot of this story for some uh, of what we're talking about. Well, yeah, topic. when she comes yeah. out of the elevator, there's this part where she's like, Rome's saying she's waving her hands around all weird and stuff. It's almost like Ritualistic. she's like swimming through something or she's like walking through cobwebs, you know? It yeah, I'm glad you said that. It reminds me of like, um, it's it's not what we're seeing, it's what she's seeing, right? She's seeing something different it than what we're It makes me wonder seeing. if she's looking at like a different reality. Yeah. That we're lo- and we're looking at it from our reality, from our spectrum. You know, it's the whole 4D versus 5D thing, you know? It's like there's a chance that she's like, I don't know, in a realm where there's a veil that's open and she's seeing everything and who knows yeah. but i think it's very cool very crazy story i mean when it comes to elevator game i'm definitely not going to be playing that anytime soon if ever yeah um, hey if you follow us on instagram go ahead and comment if you're going to be playing yes or no we'll we'll do a little we'll do a little poll on the uh on the on the podcast we'll say yes or no are you guys going to play and we'll see what people say And if you do play i mean if there is something that really does happen to you guys we're that space where you can you know we believe you guys i mean if it's oh, yeah. something that happened please Share it with us, Supernatural Station 5 at Gmail. We definitely want to hear it. Um, and we'd love to, you know, either tell it on the show or have like a follow up to this with an actual yeah, live conversation. With conversation. You. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, we appreciate it. Thanks, guys, for listening. I know it's um, it's a little different than our normal format. Uh, we don't typically do kind of this type of show. It's a little different. We wanted to kind of cover some pop culture topics and then kind of go into this like weird ritual, right? But um, it's just something I've always wanted to kind of talk about and, and just get out there because I think it's so interesting and very strange. And uh, we have to be careful about some of the things that we think might be very you know just innocent but maybe yeah. they maybe aren't innocent there might be more to it but yeah we appreciate you guys and thanks for being a, a part of the show and and um give us likes and comments and uh and share our show around if you like what you hear and stuff you know tell your family your friends about it and stuff kind of share us around and we definitely appreciate that because it's the only way we're going to continue to grow and get better at what we do and you know the only reason we do this show is, is for you guys you know one of the biggest reasons we do it for fun but we also you know we enjoy our our people that listen to us so thank you guys and just remember every reaction has or every action has a reaction so that's why i think anything you put out on the world can come back to you right it's the whole secret thing Yep. But I think there's more to it than that. I think there's a spiritual realm that definitely facilitates that stuff. And I think this has a lot to do with that. I think anytime, you know, if I'm playing video games and that's all I'm doing, then guess what? My whole personality is going to be lazy and I'm going to be focused on like, you know, dream world. If I'm focused on business, like you see these people, like certain people I, I look up to that are, you know, now one of them's a minor owner of the Yankees, you know, the New right. York Yankees. I mean, that's cool. And he was like, he came from nothing. So, I mean, it's, it's well, what you put One of them was putting the so much hard work into Sir Gordo. And oh, rebuilding yeah. that place, you know? Yeah, I can't remember cool. his name. I think his name's Brent, too. Yeah. But really cool because he's, yeah, he's literally making a mine back into a reality from the Old West. And I think that's really cool. They used to do a lot of silver mining in that area. So, I think, yeah, just remember that. You know, I think do good. Uh, that's the, the mindset that we're trying to go with and spread good uh, in the world because this world's crazy. Uh, we're just going to keep sharing the creepy and the crazy and have conversations with you guys about it. So yep. thanks for listening, guys. Thank you, guys. Tune in next time.
Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.